are you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. How are we doing? Doing well. Thank you for asking. I had one looking uh, back and one looking ahead, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, just looking back, I, I wanted to ask you about the, the PAT that they scored on with the two-point conversion, I guess. Sort of what happened on that in your view and sort of, you know, was that just credit to them or is that something you guys had a little bit of a breakdown there? No, it, it was a credit, credit to Bones. He did a great job scheming that up, you know, and, uh, and finding something there, you know, it was really good play by them, you know, and just can't do nothing but give enough credit for him. He's a good coach, you know, obviously he yeah, could play well and, you know, we'll just move on and get, get ready for this week. And, and that leads me into the next question, Kim, when, you know, Coach Rizzi is someone you guys are obviously familiar with from his, you know, when he was in the division. Um, what 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 is his units here with the Saints? Uh, what challenges do they present? How do they play? No, they're a very physical, um, explosive, you know, aggressive team. You know, Rizzi's got seven guys out there that are playing four phases, you know, so he's got a really good true core um, out there, you know, whether it's, you know, JT Gray or it's among other players that have been there a while for him. You know, they, they play hard. Whenever you get ready to play a team that's coached by Darren Rizzi, you know, you got to get ready. Um, they're going to play hard. They're going to play aggressive. They're going to present a lot of your times, whether it's the rushes on punt return, it's the multiples on kickoff return or kickoff. You know, he does a lot of things with them, um, you know, punt multiple formations. So, you know, it's a really good challenge, good job, job trying to get these guys ready to play. Um, you know, it's always fun and exciting when you get to play a guy that, you know, presents some different – you know, challenges for your guys, and they have very good players. So, you know, it would be a really good challenge to see how our guys can hold up. You know, looking forward to it. I know our guys will be excited to go up against these guys, you know, and, you know, compete out there on the field for sure. Thanks, Mike. And next question, Chris Ryan. Hey, Cam, how are you? Doing good, Chris. How are we doing? Good. Um, just kind of a general you know, question when it comes to uh, kickoffs. And obviously, we've seen some adaptations in the rules, which have led to you know less uh, returns um, with a, an eye towards player safety. Um, have you been you know a fan of of those rule changes? And obviously, kickoffs are one of the more uh, one of the more intriguing parts of the game from a fan perspective. And obviously, it seems that they've been uh, reduced. And just interested in kind of your general thoughts on the the rule adaptations. Yeah, I think situationally you, you have to play the rules. So um, there may be a situation where, you know, you have more of the uh, fair catches that are, that are coming into play. Um, I think a lot of times early in the season, um, the touchback percentages, you know, it's a lot warmer, um, especially up here. You know, the ball is going to travel. Once we start getting into the later months of the season, I think that's when you're going to see how teams have actually truly adapted to the rules, whether they're going to fair catch, not fair catch, whether they're going to bring the ball out you know, and what the situation is. And, you know, a lot of teams are kicking the ball with good kickers, you know, and that's a credit to those kickers that are able to have the big, strong legs. So I think anytime you have new rules that go into place, you have to adapt to them. Um, and you have to do what's best for the team in those situations. You never want to be, um, call it non-aggressive. You want to be aggressive. You want your guys to know you want to be aggressive. You want to return the football um, for us. It's just dependent on what is the situation and we'll play to it. You know, we're always going to make sure we're trying to put the team in the best situation. And so that, that's a little bit as it's going. I don't think there's been that many fair catches um, throughout the league as of now. You know, I know after the first week there was only one. Um, I haven't really looked at it, you know, as far as like a total number of fair catches. really been watching more of the returns um, throughout the league, see what teams are doing on the return game than fair catching the ball. But it hasn't been as many as I think people thought. It's more so the kickers are putting the ball five, six, seven yards deep in the end zone. Right now, while it's warm, it's hot outside. So – I think we'll start seeing, you know, call up towards the end of this month and then moving forward, you know, how teams are actually going to play that play. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Next question, Bob Sosi. 
Hey, good morning, Cam. Hey, Bob. How are we doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I wanted to ask you about Joe Houston's role uh, with uh, Chad in particular. Uh, obviously, Chad has missed some kicks, and they've been from long distance. What what role does Joe play in terms of being there as uh, not only a, a technique coach as a former kicker himself, but as well kind of a, a somebody who could be a sounding board and, and in some ways as maybe a psychologist for a young kicker you know, trying to find his way in the NFL? Uh, no, Houston does a great job, you know, working with uh, all of the specialists and, and also working with the core guys as well, you know, but I always think it's uh, – a special opportunity when you have a guy that's done it before, um, felt the ball off his foot, kicked the ball off his foot. You know, like you said, it's a guy that can, you know, really talk about how it's feeling, where you're hitting the ball. Um, anything can be learned as, you know, as you see coaching. But, you know, Joe's a great resource for those guys. You know, he does a great job with them, um, you know, talking to them, keeping their minds right, and just talking about, hey, well, you know, where did it hit here? Was our op time? Were we smooth? You know, were you tight? Were you, you know, crouched over? Did you see the ball through? Just all the technique things, um, using those budge words that those guys like to hear that they know. So he does a great job. He's done a great job with Bryce as well, you know, working for Cardona and the operation as a whole. So, you know, he does a great job not only working with the specialists, but with our core guys as well, you know. So he does a lot of different things for us. You know, that's kind of why we're such a good group of special teams coaches is, you know, we all have a role, but we also can do everything else too. And I want to ask you a question uh, that, you know, thinking about in special teams uh, phase, the spillover effect of injuries in one unit or the other it happens. But in particular with the defense, to be hit so hard, in the secondary with the cornerbacks. A bunch of those guys play uh, key roles on your unit. What, what's been the offshoot of that? What's been the effect of that through four weeks for your team? Yeah, now, now you guys try to, to balance those roles as much as you can. Um, other guys, like we tell them all the time, you got to step up, be ready to play. Um, and it may, it may not be one guy that replaces them, it may be two guys that replace them. And you may have to adjust um, schematically because a guy's skill set may be just slightly different than another guy's skill set. One guy may be fast, one guy may be stronger. So changing where those guys play, um, that's part of putting the puzzle together as a coach to get the best out of it in the kicking game. You know, you can't just say, hey, you got to play no matter what if you're playing, you know, 75 plays on defense as well. So we try to make sure we're get, getting a proper balance. So if you play 75% on offense or defense, you know, you're going to try to play 25, you know, 30% in the kicking game. So it's 100% of the game, so to speak. So we try to balance it. We try to figure out what those guys' roles are going to be each week. And that's why you'll see, you know, guys play a little bit more, a little less, but changes each weekly, just because that's that's part of the coaching of seeing what their roles are on offense or defense, because they do change every week. Um, and so they change in the kicking game as well, because you want those guys to be fresh when they're out there on the field. So it's just a good job of communicating amongst us, um, knowing how much guys' role is going to increase or decrease. And throughout the game of, hey, this guy went down, so now he's playing more who's our next guy in. So there's some communication, especially, uh, you know, throughout the game, making those adjustments. And it may not be just one moving piece. So that's where you see one guy go down um, and it's four guys end up taking that guy's one responsibility. Cam, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bob. And last question here from Mark Daniels. Hey, Cam, how's, how's the baby? How's the family doing? Uh, they're doing good. Uh, he's on the four month uh, regression. So he's uh, not sleeping as much. So it's, I get the uh, – when I come in after midnight, I get the uh, midnight duty sometimes, and it's good, though. He's doing good. He's a, he's a happy baby in the morning, so that's a awesome. big plus. Awesome. And great great to hear it. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about Brendan Schooler and uh, Matthew Slater. How similar would you say they are, whether it be off the field, on the field, you know, 
personalities. There's a, a lot of similarities. Um, at the same time, there's a, there's some differences. Um, I always like to say like schoolers is a mix for me as a person that I've coached, a mix of Matt Slater, but he's also a mix of Nate Ebner um, that was here that, that you guys were familiar with. There's other guys I've coached that are similar personalities. But the one thing about both these guys that you love and you appreciate is they're great people. Let's start there. But the second thing is they love the game of football. Um, they're students of the game. You know, they're going to dive into any material. They're going to pick up the assignments. They're going to just study it. They're going to know the opponents in and out. And, and I think that's a testament to Matt bringing Schooler along of, you know, hey, you got to make sure you know this, this, and this, and knowing what your matchups are day in and day out, and then going out there and, and working hard, you know, taking no plays off, putting it forward. So there's a lot of similarities in their competitiveness and their, and their nature. Um, you know, I think their demeanors – you know, when one gets excited, the other one gets excited. When one's, you know, frustrated, like, so they play well. Um, so, so in those aspects, they are the same as both competitive, you know, want to win, great people. But it's, it's really unique to have two good people, two quality players as well, that one's obviously older, seen it all, seen everything you can throw at him, and the other guy's just starting, and he's just soaking up all the knowledge. You know, anytime you're a young guy and – you're blessed to be around a guy such as Matt Slater and you, you just got to soak all that knowledge up. And I think schools to his credit has done a great job of that. And, you know, hopefully he continues to play well for us. Awesome, Cam. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you guys.